Social Strategy Podcast, Episode 72. Welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, where it's all about making the most of your business with smart tips on what's working now in social media, online business, and good old-fashioned networking. And now your host, who's also known as Ross PR on Twitter, Vernon Ross. Hey everyone, this is Vernon Ross, and welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, bringing you the best in online business, social media, and good old-fashioned networking. And guys, I got a real estate guy on today, Josh Dorkin. He is a real estate investor. He has a really interesting way that he got to it. I've seen a lot of real estate investors, you know, come and go on different podcasts, and I've always never wanted to have one on, mostly because the things that I hear don't seem attainable. Don't seem attainable. I was listening to Josh's background, and one of the things that I like about the way that he got into it, he got into it slow, he built his online community slow, and he took the time to actually establish it. He's built one of the largest, and I think probably the largest real estate investing community and forums on the internet. I know it's well over 300,000 people in the forums, and that's just some old numbers that I found on the internet. I'm sure it's grown a lot more since then. He is pretty much the alternative to everything that you've heard as far as real estate investing and getting into that business from the positive side, the non-BS side. So, Josh, welcome to the show, man. I'm glad to have you. Vernon, 497,655. Boom. <laughs> no, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's been, uh, it's been quite the journey. Yeah. So, let's go back for a minute. You, 400 thousand plus members in a community where did you start how'd you get your first 10 uh um they were me no i <laughs> it was you know it was let, let me let me kind of rewind really quick to the purpose be, be, sure. because i think it's probably important to have a little bit of context when, when i started the community uh, i had bought a bunch of property. I found myself in a situation where I was making mistakes. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, yeah, hey, yeah, I'll buy property. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be rich. You know, this was before right. the flipping shows, but like still I was kind of excited and, and didn't really have my head screwed on. So I, I went and I bought some, some property and um, very quickly realized that buying property uh, is a great way to build wealth, but you have to know how to buy the property. And uh, you have to have the right people in place, and you, you just have to be smart about it. And I wasn't completely smart about it. So I found myself in a situation where I owned a bunch of property. I was making mistakes. People were kind of screwing me over, and I needed to find answers. And uh, when I was looking for answers, the only sources I found for those answers at the time were these these other websites, and, and there were communities that uh, were whose purpose was kind of to, to get you into that sale funnel, you know, mm-hmm. and, and listen, nothing about terrible about a sale funnel. Uh, I just have an issue with people putting people in the sales funnels when a, they're the price is ridiculous. B right. when the out, when the outcome, um, is not uh, the odds of a positive outcome are really slim. And, and, and so that's kind of what I saw a lot of manipulation, a lot of techniques that were used on people, that I didn't like. And I said, you know, this is not something that I want to be a part of, as, as mm-hmm. I like to say, my, my New York BSO meter was kind of <laughs> off the grid there. And so, um, and so I, you know, I'd been building websites, uh, back since the mid nineties, uh, when I was in college and, you know, was part of forums and, and said, you know, let me try a forum. Let me create a mm-hmm. community for me. Really, I was just trying to be selfish. I like to say, and it's okay. People have quoted me, "You're selfish." I was right. I wanted a community to help me be successful. I didn't want to screw up. And there were, like I said, there were other communities, but I didn't trust them. I felt like somebody's going to tell me something, and then to get the real answer, I'd have to buy something. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that felt felt weird." So, um, I launched Bigger Pockets uh, as a forum and a bunch of just resources that I I was looking at to help me out. And little by little, those first 10 came from me actually connecting on other communities uh, that I was a part of, mostly other web communities, uh, right. Web Pro World and, and Webmasters World. I, I don't remember. A digital Point, I think, was another one that I used to Oh, be yeah, Digital Site Point. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Digital Site Point. Um, so I would hang out there. I had a signature on, you know, under my name, and you know, I would go to the off-topic uh, category and I, I looked yeah. for questions about finance and personal finance and I right. jump in when I could 
And then when I posted about geeky stuff, web stuff, you know, I always have my signature. So I, th- I think that's kind of where I got the first handful of, of folks to the site. Right. Now, people, are, are, of course, are going to wonder, oh, okay, so he built a site. Um, you know, he started way back when. So he's been able to build it over time, and it just became successful. That's not exactly the case. You've had several iterations of mistakes with building this site and building the community and getting it to look the way that it looks now. And you've got like a combination of custom stuff and WordPress, right? It's, it's 95% custom, 5% WordPress. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, we, um, yeah, it's like I said, it's 11 and a half years of, of building this thing. This was not an overnight success. Uh, communities are exceptionally difficult to build. Uh, they take an incredible amount of time, patience and nurturing. And, uh, but, I was I was patient. I, I like to say I was kind of stupid as well. I, I, you know, I stuck out. I stuck with a business that I probably should have quit several times. But you right. know, thank goodness I did because, you know, we built this business into you know this place that's changing so many people's lives. Uh, but you know, it, it required an incredible amount of suffering on my part personally. Mm-hmm. Eighty, a hundred hour weeks. Uh, you know, for oh yeah. Many, many years, you know, no vacations, no time off. You know, it, it's, uh, it takes a lot of sacrifice. Right. A lot of people wonder, okay, so you're a real estate expert online, and I'm sure you get the, you know, well, expert thing online. Air quotes for everyone that's not watching the video. But how do you make sure that your community understands that, hey, I actually invest in real estate along with running this community? It's not that you're just a community building guy that you've built this great website that people can come to for resources, but it's all, you know, um, concept. It's not, you know, actual practice. Well, a few things. One, I am not the expert. I, I will never call myself the expert. I never intended for me to be the expert. Um, I, as a matter of practice and as a matter of running the largest real estate investing platform online, I am an expert. I academically know more than probably most of, you know, most of uh, the country and and so on. Uh, But I'm not, that's the difference, I think, first and foremost, between me and the folks who are selling the courses and all their ways. I'm not selling courses. I'm not selling content. I never would sell content like that. Um, I'm never... I'm not the guy. It's not about me. The reason Bigger Pockets is what it is is because it's about the actual experts. You know, it's about the folks whose who's feet are to the grindstone. It's about the guy who's flipping his 50th house giving advice mm-hmm. to somebody who's asking questions about flipping houses. Not about me because I've never flipped a house. Why the hell am I going to be able <laughs> – I could give academic advice. Yeah, this is what I've seen. This right. is, you know, what people tend to say. But – I'm not going to say, oh, this is what you have to do because that's crazy. A, I, I'm not fit to do that. Um, I could sp- I, I, I'll speak in broad strokes, but I don't ever speak in real specifics. To, your, to the other point, um, I am not currently investing in any property okay. uh, as a point of clarification. I'm not going to go on and let you, you know, say that I am when I'm, I'm not, not to accuse you of anything. No, 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 I get it. But like, I'm, you know, I, so, so for me, this is kind of the, how, how things went. I, I had bought a bunch of property, invested great. Things are going well. Um, well, things weren't going well, started the site, the site helped me. Things started to turn out better. Right. And little by little, I found that I was splitting my time between two businesses. It was yeah. a real estate business and this online space. And so for me personally, I didn't have the capacity to do both and do both well. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people can do it. We interview people on our podcast all the time who are building, you know, they're working full-time jobs, building amazing real estate businesses, or they're building a real estate business and doing six other things. You got a guy like Elon Musk, who's, you know, taking us to the moon, driving us <laughs> with, without right, people. Right. I mean, like... I'm not that guy. I could do one thing well at a time. Mm-hmm. And so when I realized that, I realized I, I had to kind of step back. Um, that said, I, I'm actively looking for more passive ways to invest in real estate, right. whether it's getting involved in funds and things like that. But um, I'm not the guy who's out buying houses, putting hammer and nails into the walls. I'm not flipping anything. Um, I'm... Uh, I'm committed to this community. This is a business I employ. You know, I've got 21 people 
working for us. And, and, and so, you know, this is what I have to spend my energy on today. Hopefully down the line, right. That will change. No, that, that, makes, that makes perfect sense because I mean, you, you got your start of course in real estate investing. So it's, yeah. you know, the industry and right. you continue to educate yourself on the industry so you can educate right. your community. And that's, I mean, that's what it's all about. Like my name is Ross PR online, but I haven't done PR I mean, actual PR work. I haven't written a press release in two years because I started the podcast and the podcast kind of took over. And so, yeah, I'm a digital marketer and a podcaster. I'm, you know, yeah, the name's still Ross PR. It's stuck and it's easy to remember. So, but no, I I won't be writing your press releases or doing, (laughs) you know, crisis management stuff. So, (laughs) you know, that, you know, that goes. So now why don't you sell courses? Uh, Because I, believe that over the years, especially in the beginning, I, first off the, the way that I think the techniques that the marketers were using to market the courses, Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. I, I personally have an issue. I know it works for some people. I know courses work for folks. Um, but, but, you know, in my experience over time, the vast majority of people that I see go and take these free boot camps and these courses and trainings you know, the whole, the whole jazz, they, they end up not going anywhere. So, you know, if I don't know what the success rates are for these things, but you know, if, if they were, uh, you know, guaranteed to make you money, they'd be able to say that. And the government doesn't allow them to say that because there is no damn guarantee that you're going to make a dollar. So, um, I, you know, I, I think there are certainly some decent courses out there. Um, how do you vet them? How do you find the good from the the garbage? Mm-hmm. How do you know who's hyping you? Uh, you know, our philosophy is let's just there is no secrets, there's no nonsense. We're going to open the doors and we're going right. to basically give you everything you can get from every course. I mean, we don't look at the damn courses. It's just our community is sharing yeah, some amazing wealth of of information. So, who needs a course if we can go and democratize the information space? And that's what we've done. You know, you don't anything you could get on any course, you can find in bigger pockets. Right. And and the beauty is, it's not one guy saying this is the right way to do it. That to me is very scary, particularly when it comes to something uh, having to do with money. You don't ever want to listen to one person. That's mm-hmm. a really bad idea. Of what course. I like about what we do is we give you the ability to just you know look at lots of ideas and lots of opinions about the same thing, and then make your own decision about which way to go. We, we like to say that, you know, uh, you've got, there's, there's no one path for, for any, uh, any one person that's always going to change based upon, you know, your, you know, a 26 year old who's just got their first job that pays them X amount of money, who's single is going to be very different than a 26 year old who's, um, you know, unemployed, who's married, very different, you know, so, I mean, your demographic, who you are, where you are, where you live, all that stuff is going to decide the type of real estate investing path that's going to work for you. Mm -hmm. And so the key is for you to learn what the different pathways are, what the different possibilities are, and, and make your choices based upon that. And that's what we're great at doing is helping people figure that out for themselves. Yeah. You know, and I can attest to that. I, um, I installed the Bigger Pockets app because I saw that you had an app and doing my research. And I'm like, okay, I'm like at least three thumb scrolls of information that you allow people to see for free. And, you know, a lot of communities, you can't get in the community and see stuff in the community, not comment. Of course, you got to create an account to comment and right. interact, but you can see the topics, you can read the discussions, you're not locking anything behind most of the community. Now you have a premium area that people can pay for to, you know, to go in and learn more in depth stuff, I'm sure. But nope. Oh, is it not? Is that not what the pro is? No, man. Content is free, period. Oh, that's awesome. So see, I, I just assumed that pro meant paid, but it doesn't. Pro, pro does mean paid, but it's not for content. Oh, okay. So what is, so, what's so the our philosophy on content is content should be free, period. So, and, 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 you know, it comes up, all the time. Hey, well, if we do this core, this webinar, you know, mm-hmm. what, what, you know, we can make a lot of money if we do this. And we're like, no, we're going to make it free. Everything's free. You know, like forever content is free. Community is free. That stuff is free. Now oh, wow. the not free is access to tools, networking, things like that. Oh, so okay. if you want to use our calculators, if you want, you know, the ability to, to, 
network, you know, find people in certain zip codes with certain criteria that, you know, that you're thinking about investing in, those are going to require payment. If you're going to, if you want to advertise mm -hmm. in our marketplace, that requires payment. If you want to create a, nice. a branded signature when you participate, that's going to require money. But for you to consume knowledge, mm -hmm. I want that free for everybody. And that's what we've done. That's awesome. That's a that's a different concept than you hear from almost everyone else out there. Not not almost everyone, but a lot of people, the majority, I would say, would put something behind a paywall. Yeah. We do and that's that's tools and networking. Well, yeah, tools and stuff like that and access. That's different than actual information. I love the fact that the information is free because I installed it a few days ago and just started going through. I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's a lot about real estate I just don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I had no By idea. The way, I've been doing this 11 and a half years and not a day goes by where I don't learn something. Right. So, and, and that, that's the cool thing is like, you know, on our, on our podcast, we'll interview guys. I mean, we just had a couple of guys in the past uh, few weeks. These guys have done thousand plus units. Uh, I mean, these guys are experts. Oh, wow. And they're, you're talking to them and they're like, yeah, I'm still figuring this out. I'm still learning. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still listening to your podcast. I'm still reading your site because I'm learning different tactics, techniques, and strategies uh, to be successful. There is, if anyone ever tells you that they know everything or they're an expert, mm, um, run, <laughs> man, you better run. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I've been in the starting out area, just going through the post since Sunday and haven't even gotten to some of the other things. Everybody's has either a real estate horror story or interest in real estate investing. At least everyone I run into in this industry, somebody wants to invest in real estate in some shape, form, or fashion, but they don't know how. And I think that Bigger Pockets is really good for learning what it is that you want to do if you're curious about real estate or maybe reading about what you don't want to do because you thought it was something else yep. other than what it actually is. Like I saw there's some stuff in here on tax liens and all the information that's out there, because that's what everybody pushes, you know, on those midnight to 3 a.m. real yep. estate shows that everybody jumps in. It's like, oh, I could put some money in a tax lien and gain a bunch of interest. And I, I own a property for $2,500. And that's not really, I mean, it can be, but there's a lot to it. You just, yeah, again, you, you got you to gotta do your homework. I mean, it's, it's your responsibility if you're going to jump in to, to be smart. Um, mm -hmm. Nobody's going to hold your hand. Nobody's going to make you rich. Um, and there is no fast way to make money and get rich in real estate. And if anyone tells you that, you better run also. Um, you know, the, 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 there's, you, there's a path and there's a path for you. And it, it's a matter of learning what strategy you want, digging in, uh, you know, writing out a plan and, and starting to, to tackle it. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it could be very exciting. It, we, you know, We've got all these amazing people who've who've built wealth through our platform. We've got all these people. We've got tons and tons of people who've quit their jobs and now do it full time. Uh, but we didn't do it for them. They did it for themselves. We just mm -hmm. created that venue where they could go and work with the community um, and and do that. And and that's really for me the thing I'm most proud of because this is us talking about communities, uh, having a community of people. Uh, in an industry where people are so secretive about information right. that's so giving. Um, but there's a reason for it. And, and, and it kind of stemmed from the philosophy behind the website, which is if we help each other, we all win. And, and so uh, take an example, Vernon, you're in St. Louis, right? Yeah. All right. So you're in St. Louis and you go and you've got all these ways that you make money in, in St. Louis. And you're like, oh, I don't want to tell people what I'm doing because then they're going to go and compete against me. But guess what? The guys that are competing against you probably are competing against you already. And if they're not, somebody else is competing against you. So, <laughs> right. okay. So you add a, a competitor to two, those guys that are competing against you are probably going to be your partners down the line. If you create relationships with them, you at some point are going to find that you don't have enough cash to do the deals that you're wanting to do. And you got to do something with those deals. Now you can either say goodbye to them or you can do business with another active investor in your area, share the deal with them, get a small piece of the pie, which is better than getting bupkis, a big fat zero. And you guys both win. Same applies for them. So, you know, by, by working together and, and, and collaborating, what we found is people are just becoming so much more successful. Their peers are, right. their competitors are now their peers, whereas they used to be their, you know, their mortal enemies. Right, exactly. Yeah, there's not enough of that, especially in the online space when you start talking about communities and things that people are willing to share 
most oftentimes you'll find that, uh, for instance, I was on a, uh, a webinar today talking about Instagram and it was a, it was actually a spam email and it had a, you know, a, um, what is it? The webinar thing, a webinar jam or somebody like that. It had the link sure. in it and I'm like, okay, I'll click on it. I'm sitting here, I'm waiting, I'm at the body shop anyway, so I'm bored. I click on it and they're talking about Instagram and we've got this secret method and, you know, and yada, yada, yada. And they're talking about basically buying shout outs from influential accounts to grow a mailing list. And, and I'm like, okay, and now you're selling the technique to contact people. It's like, um, if you know anything about social media, if you're on Instagram, you know that everyone on Instagram, for whatever reason, they communicate on WhatsApp, but they're going to sell that to them so that they can figure out how to use WhatsApp to ask an influencer to give them a shout out on a page and link it to a landing page that links to an offer. It's like you're selling that. I mean, I just told you for free, but I mean, I'm willing to tell people that kind of stuff. And I like the fact that you're willing to share information because when I get into these conversations with clients, especially, and I start giving them the solution, they're like, well, well, what are you going to do when, if I hire you? I'm like the exact same thing I just told you. <laughs> you don't want to do the work, so I'll help you and I'll right. do the work for you. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to not make the mistakes that you'll make when you try to implement what I just told you because right. I've done it enough times, but I have no problem telling you exactly what I'm going to do. And this is exactly what you're paying for. And I find that too often entrepreneurs don't want to do that because they think they're going to, you know, run themselves out of business. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's this fear mentality that exists. I, I, I don't really understand it. I get, I get it. That's not true. I get it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think once you kind of open your mind and say, Oh, you know what? There's a whole lot possible. If I'm more collaborative, uh, people will look at you differently. You know, Vernon is giving out the secrets, the quote unquote secrets. By the way, there are no secrets <laughs> right. in any business. Yeah. I mean, okay, what is the formula for Coca-Cola? That's a secret. Right. That's very different than how do I serve a drink? There's no secret. There's just here's how you do it, right? Here's how you post to Instagram. There's, you know, tactics, techniques that work. Um, but odds are, again, if you tell somebody it doesn't mean they're going to do it. You know, you <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bring exactly. a horse to water reigns true, I think, in everything. It reigns true oh, yeah. in real estate. It reigns true in social media. It reigns true across the board. I could tell you exactly how to go. I could tell a room of 100 people who know nothing about real estate exactly how to go and do their first deal, right? Let, let's keep in mind if they were all you know, the same person, the same you know, criteria, things like that. Tell them all exactly how to do it. 100 people. How many of those 100 are actually going to go and do it? It takes work. If it takes yeah. work, you've already kicked off half the people, 75%. We're all a bunch <laughs> right. of lazy bastards out there. We're, exactly, you know, exactly. We want stuff handed to us, especially the millennials, man. They really, they really yeah. don't want to work. Yeah, I, I'm sure 5% in the room may do it, and 3% right. of that are going to ask you for the done-for-you solution. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, can, exactly. you do, can you do it for me? And you, got, yeah. you might get that one guy that may get halfway through a deal. You never know. Yeah, hustle. I mean, hustle is hustle can be taught, I think, but uh, you you've got to have hustle. I've never seen somebody do well mm -hmm. uh, long term in any industry without having some kind of hustle. You got to be able to work your butt off and and focus and and knock it out. You, n nothing's going to come to you. Right. Spe speaking of hustle, you got two books out on Amazon. Two Amazon bestsellers. Over 200 reviews on one, oh, five. Well, that you've titled, that you've written yourself or that you've collaborated on? I have not written. I'm the publisher. We have a, ah, pub that's right, that's right, we have yeah. a publishing business. Boom, uh, five. There we go. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm the author on one book. The mm -hmm. I'm co-author of the uh, Ultimate Beginner's Guide to Real Estate Investing. But we, uh, we've built a publishing company as part of our business, so we've got a no-money-down book, a rental property book, a flipping book, and, and lots of others. It's, it's, uh, it's a good business. How did you get into publishing? I don't know. It just kind of happened. <laughs> How did I get into podcasting? It just kind of happened. I, right. you know, there, has, was, there has to be an upside to becoming a publisher versus just putting your stuff out there. So – 
again, back, back to what I said originally, which is I am not the expert. I'm not going to. The Ultimate Beginner's Guide uh, I, w- it was written uh, with myself and my co-host, Brandon Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we put together a, a book. It's, by the way, it's completely free on our website. You don't have to pay a dollar for it. We also did a completely free video course of the exact same book. We actually went a little deeper in it. Uh, no, doesn't cost a dime. Um, and you know, you can get the book. I think you could get it for free on Amazon, by the way, the, the ultimate beginner's guide. But the idea is let's put out the information about how can people just, what is the base of knowledge that you need in order to go ahead and, and start thinking about real estate investing. If you don't know this stuff, mm-hmm. you have no business becoming a real estate investor. That's what that book is. It gives, how do I do basic deal evaluation, what is the difference between a single family and a multifamily house? You know, what are the different strategies flipping versus wholesaling versus buy and hold? Um, that, that's what you get in this book. It's, it's, you know, real, real easy to, to flip through. There's not, you know, there's, it's not, you know, this 300 page novel. It's, it's basic, but um, it, it definitively will give you the, the basics that you need to kind of get, get the ball going at least. And that right. was the purpose of that. Oh, and why, why publishing? Sorry. I, no, 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 you're good. I, I was going to say why publishing, you know, I, I had a guy who uh, was a guy on our site, Jay Scott. He's, he's been flipping houses. The guy is one of the most analytical, uh, guys I've ever met in my life. Uh, his writing is fantastic. He was a blogger for us. Uh, and, and we had talked about it and he's like, you know, I've got this book that's almost done. You want to try and put it out there? Like, why not? We'll figure it out. We figured everything <laughs> else right. out. And, and so we just, you know, learned how to publish a book and did it. We, we're really good at online marketing. We've built a great community. We've got a big mailing list. We, we're, um, you know, we've built a lot of trust with our users. And, and so, you know, if it was a garbage book, I'd have an issue. But it was, you know, it's an amazing book, one, probably the best book ever written on flipping houses. And, and so we said, yeah, let's get behind this thing. Let's push it. Let's, let's uh, you know, promote it. And, and uh, it's done very well. And so from there, we, you know, we saw that it was financially successful for us. So we, you know, we've scaled up our, our publishing business. We now have a full-time uh, person running our publishing business. We've, we've got five physical books out. Uh, sixth is coming out. Uh, sixth and seventh are coming out this year, and we've got a few more coming out next year. So it's... Uh, That's interesting. It's on. So how does that, how does that translate to... Um, what, what, what denotes profit for you? The, a book is profitable. Uh, profit is is what's left over after all my expenses. I right. mean, I, I, I don't under, uh, is, are you saying like, are there other metrics that I use beyond financial? To, yeah. To yeah what, right. What other metrics are you using to say, well, not just not profitable. I think profitable is the wrong word. I think a successful book launch. What is that for you? Uh, for us, the reason for building the publishing arm is uh, to continue to continue to expand the reach. Um, I want to build a brand. I'm not here just trying to, if I wanted to make a crap ton of money off of people who are interested in learning about real estate, I could do that very, very quickly. Um, I don't want to do that. I'm trying to scale up and build a company that is a a brand that's recognized by every American. I I, I want to build the McDonald's of, of, okay. I want to build the four (laughs) seasons. No offense to McDonald's, love McDonald's for their breakfast all day. Um, but I want to build the four seasons of real estate investing platforms. Uh, You know, I I want something that we all know is high quality that we, we can all turn to when we have questions that we can go to when we need, you know, some tools to help us out Mm -hmm. where we can go to, to network. I want to build a brand. And, and so, uh, to do that, you know, we have to put out the best content. We have to build the best platform, build the best tools. We have to be visible in lots of different places right. and we have to stand behind our quality. So for, for publishing, you know, we, we want to create books on topics that people are looking for right now. And we want to write the best, uh, in class of books on each of those topics. Um, certainly financials make sense. Uh, we want something that's going to make us some money. Uh, otherwise we wouldn't, 
put as much effort into it. Uh, I don't want to lose money. That's of not course. a good idea. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, for us, it, it's, it's a successful launch if we sell a bunch of books, <laughs> if we're getting exposure, and if we're making money. Right. Now, do, when, when you, because um, I know a few people I've talked to are, have publishing companies, when you're publishing a physical book, are you handling the distribution for your authors to get them into regular bookstores? Or are these just Amazon, Kindle launches? How, how do you guys go about supporting your, your authors that contribute to your pub, sure. publishing company? So our last two books, uh, for example, well, two, it was two books ago. Our, our most recent book right now hasn't come out in physical yet. But before that, we have a book, uh, the book on rental property investing and the book on managing rental properties. Mm-hmm. Those two books, we sold over 10,000 copies in the first month uh, of launch. So wow. uh, successful launch. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the average nonfiction book sells, I think, three or 4,000 copies in their lifetime. And that, that's yeah. all books, even with major publishers. Uh, so what we do is... You know, uh, thus far, what we have done is uh, we've got a physical book. Um, we handle all the fulfillment. We handle everything, and they get a check at you know the the some point in the next month, uh, based upon what we've sold. Or we're doing Kindle, we're doing physical book. We do eBooks through our website if people want to buy those. Mm-hmm. And uh, in some cases, we've done Audible books as well. Um, going forward, that's kind of the new formula: is we're going to have the Audible, we're going to have the physical, the eBooks. Um, we're actually We've been doing our um, distribution through CreateSpace yeah. for physical, but we're actually now uh, at the point where in order for us to scale, uh, we really need to use a proper distribution company. Uh, so we've been shopping uh, on, on that. And uh, those sales, none of that was, was in a physical store. So mm-hmm. uh, we want to get in all the stores. We want to get in the libraries, things like that. In order to do that, again, we have to kind of change how we're doing it. It adds a layer of complexity for us, but we're willing to, to, to go there because we realize, I mean, A, it's viable and it works for us, um, but B, it allows us to just improve our, our service. Uh, you know, create space takes uh, we don't get the turnaround as quickly as we'd like it. Uh, we don't have the ability to do inserts with our books uh, mm-hmm. to tell them about other things that we've got going on. Uh, so uh, we're, we're shopping right now to, to find an alternative uh, for distribution. We found a company called Ingram that yeah. I think we'll be using, uh, but we just have to kind of go through all the legal and fun stuff at this point. But right, uh, yeah, I'm familiar with Ingram. So you would, you would recommend that CreateSpace is a great place to start, but when you're ready to scale, you actually have to move to someone else in order to, to be able to go to the next level if you're doing your own publishing. I think it depends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you want to just put out a self-published book and get it to your friends, sell it on your website, use CreateSpace. It's amazing. It's mm-hmm. just, it's easy. It's, I mean, it's fast to set up. It's easy to do. Um, the, you know, the, the, the turnaround on a, on a book is not instantaneous because they're publishing on demand. It takes time to actually do that. Um, but you know, you got a book and you can sell it. It's great. Um, if you want to do more, if you want to be able to get books to people overnight, if you want to be able to kind of expedite and really take it to that next level of professionalism, you got to change things. I mean, you know, we're, we're going to be dealing with carrying inventory and warehousing and things like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, the risks go up considerably when you're doing that. You have to be able to forecast because there's actually carrying costs and things like that. So it, it's um, uh, it's not as simple, obviously, right. as, as just kind of going straight forward. Obviously, you can also just go and find an agent and get your oh, book yeah. sold that way. But, you know, it's, that's not going to work for everybody. Right. And, and that hardly ever happens first time, especially for first book people. So. Right. And you can, theoretically, you can make a lot more money. I mean, you know, through us, our authors, I'm not going to talk about our splits or anything like that, but, you know, our authors, um, at the end of the day, will do considerably better um, selling, uh, distributing through us than they would distributing through uh, a major publisher. Um, the, right. Their, their per, per book takeaway is going to be considerably more. Yeah, well, I think you're, you're positioned very well to support authors that are writing to the niche that you cover or, yep. or the niches that you cover because it's real estate, it's financial, and you've got an amazingly huge community online of actual engaged people. It's not just numbers. It's people that are engaged. And right. if you guys want to see an engaged community, I urge you go download the app and then just look at the number of posts in the different <laughs> forms 
it's it's mind blowing how many topics are just going back and forth because you don't see that on a lot of internet forums, especially you know when you start talking about groups and Facebook groups. You have some active Facebook groups, but I'm pretty sure there's a reason you guys didn't go to Facebook versus you know your own forum that you can control which I kind of gave away the answer because it's your own form (laughs) that you can control. But I mean, with that large of an audience, you publish a new book and you put out one that's quality, your audience already trusts you. So you're instantly going to have some, some pretty good success and be able to scale it from there. So yeah, bravo to you for that one. Thanks. Yeah. And they don't, and they don't need necessarily need to only go through the app. I mean, just the web, if you go to bigger pockets, right. you can see it too. I, to, to Vernon's point on the forums. Yeah. And since you, you opened the door, uh, most recent <laughs> post less than a minute ago, then one minute, one minute, two minutes, two minutes, three minutes, three minutes, four minutes, five oh, minutes, yeah. five minutes, six minutes, six minutes, six minutes, seven minutes ago. So it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. We, the, 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 um, there's just a ton, a ton of posts a day. It's somewhere between two and three thousand yeah. new posts a day on the site. So, you know, no, if you've got a question, I don't know if you guys can see that, but like five new posts have been added, and I just opened the app, and it it constantly changed. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's yeah. it, we've come we've come a long way, man. I would have no, died. Awesome, man. I, I would have died in that first year to have those five posts in a day. <laughs> now it's like five in a in, in a minute. Come on. All right, all right. No, that's awesome. I uh, I started a gaming forum a long time ago for a uh, video game tournament company I was running, and oh, cool. that was a nightmare just to get people to to interact. And once I finally got people in there by going to other communities and trolling Xbox Live and <laughs> all the stuff that you do to build a site, you know, and to build a forum, it was really nice when I would see 10 or 15 posts in a day. And, we, you know, we would get up to, you know, 100 posts or 150 posts in a month, and I was on cloud nine. So, I mean, I can imagine that just in saying that, there are two new posts have <laughs> popped into your forum. So it's it's amazing to have an active community like that. And yeah. when you when you do it it makes it a lot easier to scale into a new business. Um, I kind of alluded to it a little bit a second ago. Why haven't you built a Facebook community or, or do you have a Facebook community? I didn't look on Facebook for you. I just went basically, you know, to your website and I've been lost in your forums ever since. That's okay. You'll, you'll come out next year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We, you know, we've got a Facebook group. We've got a, 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 you know, a G plus group. We've, we've mm-hmm. got LinkedIn groups. I, you know, at the end of the day, they're not, um, the, the lifeblood is back on the site. People, yeah. they come back to the site. They, th- that's where they prefer to interact. That's where they're spending their time. So that's where people end up going. Um, why not? Uh, you know, uh, I'd started as a, as a forum. I, I started before Facebook was even born. So, yeah. you know, talk about how old I am. You know, MySpace was the impetus, yes. was the inspiration for building a social network on yeah. our community. So we had a forum and then we built this social network on top of it. And, uh, yeah, that was totally inspired from, from MySpace. I don't know. You know, half the listeners probably don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> right. but, but, yeah, you know, uh, b- because we started differently. I, I think if I were to start a community today, I would start it on Facebook. Um, but truth be told, I would not start a community today. It's, it's too much work. At least knowing what I know yeah. today, I wouldn't do it because it's, that's a lot. It is really hard <laughs> to get a community going and, and you right. know, everybody throws around, Oh, we've got this great community. And you know, there are a lot of great communities. I'm not just talking smack to anyone who has a community, but like, it's, it's kind of that word of the hour that every website and every business and every, you know, everybody who's got some kind of online presence uh, refers to their website or their blog or something as a community. And I don't, I don't believe you have a community until you're at the point where folks are interacting with you on a regular basis and take it further are actually interacting with each other. I think, I think the interacting with each other is, is the real grab there. Um, it's not, it's, you're just dealing with commenters. It's a community when you're, your community, when your readers, when your listeners, when your folks are kind of engaging one another, I think that's the point where you've established yourself as a community. And there's thousands and thousands and thousands of amazing communities out there. Um, but you know, don't be fooled. Like, Hey, I got a community just saying that that's, (laughs) you know, if people show up and there's nobody there and there's nothing happening, uh, they're going to move on. Right. 
So with with all of the knowledge that you have on actually building a real community, an effective community, to kind of wrap it up, what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out or who's been going for a little bit, new blogger, new podcaster? How do they actually build an engaged community, and where would you recommend that they start? They should start by engaging in other communities. So if you've got a, a car community, you want to go on every other car community and start talking. Mm-hmm. You just you want people in the car communities to know who you are. Uh, don't troll and try and steal their users. That's, that's not cool. Um, steal users from other communities that are talking about cars. Don't steal them from the other car communities because, you know, I, I just think that's a bad move personally. But, right. like, yeah, I mean, like, uh, so you're a car guy. You want to create the car blogs. So you write the car blog. And how do I get the audience? So you go and you hang out with car people and they'll start to know you. And suddenly, you know, you'll you'll maybe you'll have a signature in your in your uh, forum link if it's a forum and or or when you're participating on a, on a blog comments of, of your favorite car blogger, you know, you get a chance to obviously have a web link, sure. you know, follow, no follow, who cares? I mean, if somebody, if you're adding value and in your comments and adding to the conversation, people will take notice. So what we tell people is you want to build a brand, you want to build a community, get out there and add value. And I think that's where most people fail is, you know, that's hard work. Wait a second. I got to go <laughs> do all this stuff on somebody else's community. Right. Yeah, you do. If you want to start getting people to come and trust you and like you and engage with you, absolutely. You got to give before you get, especially online. Yeah. I, I noticed that about you just in, in general at FinCon and at some of the other places that we've kind of either, you know, run around and run into each other at and just the comments that I've heard about, you know, the whole bigger pockets community and what you do and the type of information that you give out, which is one of the main reasons I wanted you on the show is because to build a community this large over this long a period of time, you have to be doing something right. Yeah. So you do, I, de- I definitely appreciate that. I do a lot wrong though. Well, of course <laughs> everybody does, but I mean, we gotta, I mean, that, and that's the other thing. I think you gotta be willing to take risks yeah. um, and experiment and we do that. And you know, the podcast could have been a big failure. We tried it. We're like a, we had no expectation of having a podcast that's like a top 10 business podcast, but that was just, let's do it. Let's get out there, see if people like it. If they like it, what can we do to get it better? And what can we do to get it better? And what can we do to get it better? And we do that in everything that we do is we get it, you know, try it, test it, and then just work on it, grind it down into its core components and figure out what are the pieces that are working? What are the pieces that are not working? And by the way, just because listeners or, or viewers or readers say they don't like something doesn't mean it's not working. Um, right. I think that's something that's really easy for people who are new to whether it be podcasting or online. Um, uh, are, it's, it's easy. There's always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be people who are critical you know, uh, and, and it's okay oftentimes to have people dislike you and, and they still may listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. If you don't stand for something, you don't stand for something and, and nobody gives a damn, you know, you gotta, you gotta have some kind of stand. I, I heard a guy, uh, well, Grant Cardone, I don't know if you know Grant. Oh, but, I know Grant. Yeah. So Grant was on our podcast and Grant said something amazing. He said, you could have everybody in this country, half this, half this country hate you and still be president of the United States. It's a pretty powerful thing to say. <laughs> right. And it's true. Yeah, very much. You could have 150 plus million people just loathe you and still be the president. So oh, yeah. it's okay for people to not love you. It's, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's easy to say once you've had, had the troll comments like, oh, you suck, you're, blah, blah, you're ugly, your voice is terrible, you're not funny. Uh, okay. You know, you got to learn how to kind of get past right. that, not read the negative stuff. Just yeah. do what you do. Keep your head down. Focus on what it is that you're trying to do and forget about everybody else. Don't worry about the competitors. Don't worry about the dr- the drama. Don't worry about any of that stuff. Just create a plan and do what you want to do and, and stick with it and and you'll be fine. No, that's awesome. And I think that's a great point to end it on thank you so much man for coming on the podcast it's been a really good conversation i enjoyed it it's been fun vernon hey thanks a lot man take it easy oh by the way you know, I almost forgot what's the best places to find you online i know it's bigger pockets pretty much everywhere right 
It is. It is. Um, yeah. If, if you want to learn about real estate, real estate investing, uh, jump on biggerpockets.com. Uh, we've got a great social presence everywhere. If you want to follow me personally, I'm not that interesting, but <laughs> if you want to follow me, I, I share some cool stuff. Uh, Twitter is probably the best place to follow yeah. me. Uh, that's the only place I really interact with people. I don't know, uh, outside of bigger pockets, but, uh, yeah, go to bigger pockets, check it out. And, and, uh, and good luck to you. I mean, there's there's uh, there's a whole lot of info in there to, to help you out. Yeah, now you've got a, a good Twitter presence. I, I see a, a few jabs and then a right hook. Hey, go check this out. And then there's retweets and retweets and retweets and likes. And then, hey, go check this out, which is how you should be doing Twitter. So if you guys want to look at how to effectively actually engage on Twitter, just go take a look at his personal Twitter profile and you'll see that there's a lot of give before there's an ax. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, definitely good stuff, man. Awesome, man. Well, it's oh, been a pleasure. Cool. By the way, if you are listening, please stop what you are doing as soon as we are done and take a minute to leave Vernon ratings and reviews on the show. That will help him grow the show even more. And he's awesome. So reward him <laughs> if you're gaining from the show by getting out there and, and leave him a rating and a review. Thanks so much for that because you are the first guest to actually ever stop to do that. That is awesome, man. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Another reason I've had you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. So that was a really interesting conversation with Josh. Uh, I learned so much. I had no idea that all of the information on the biggerpockets.com website and the premium version of the site was free still, that all the information is free. So that, I mean, that's something that I don't think anyone that I know of in the industry is doing is providing all of the information for free, but they have other ways to monetize. I think I just think it's a very interesting way to go about it, to provide service to your customers, provide service to your clients, and actually serve your community. And I think Josh is an excellent example of that. There were some really cool things that we talked about, like how he built this community, um, you know, why he decided to do it and build out his own technology along with, you know, some WordPress and, and some stuff like that. But to build your own back end to make sure that you can deliver the type of experience that you want to be able to deliver to the community that you're trying to attract and that's attracted to you based on your information. Of course, Josh has a couple books out there that's published. Uh, they've got their own publishing company, which was uh, totally a surprise. I didn't realize, well, actually, I realized that they had their own publishing company, but I didn't understand why. And in looking to, into it after this interview, there are a lot of advantages if you have a community to have your own publishing company, especially a large community like the Bigger Pockets community. It's a, it's a great group of people. I encourage you to go out there, join the forums, and just look around. If you're interested in real estate or if you've ever even thought about any aspects of it, or if you just want to educate yourself on what is going on in real estate. It is a really good site, one of the best, if not the best on the internet, to find anything and everything that you're looking for concerning real estate. I really did enjoy this interview, and as always, I enjoyed talking to Josh. So I just wanted to wrap up with a couple quick things. You guys may have noticed that Telestream is uh, now a, a friend of the podcast, and they've been a friend of the podcast for a while. If you guys attended or you heard me talk about a few months ago, podcast midwest actually it was last year uh, i spoke at podcast midwest and telestream was one of the sponsors we gave away five copies fully licensed free of charge copies of screenflow and i use screenflow every other day sometimes daily or a couple times a day to put together videos to do screen captures for trainings if i'm doing a, a private training for someone or stuff that i put on the internet like my Instagram videos, I've usually done those in ScreenFlow, YouTube videos, um, anything that I'm putting out there, actually Twitter videos, and I've been doing that a lot more lately. I'm going to actually include a link in the show notes to a recent video image that I did on Twitter for an upcoming speaker, uh, Danielle Smith TV is her Twitter handle for the Social Media Club St. Louis you can do stuff like this and uh, one of the, like the Snapchat training, also link to that in the show notes. I did that in ScreenFlow, uh, capturing the screen and capturing what I was, what I was doing on my iPhone and putting that into a video. And it's a really easy system to use. You can do 
all kinds of stuff with ScreenFlow, and I know a lot of people use it. I encourage you to go out, download a trial, try it out, play with it, see if you like it. There's also Wirecast, so if you're a streamer, if you have, you know, if you're doing Periscope, Meerkat, Blab, it doesn't matter. You can use Wirecast to do some amazing things with video. I actually haven't tried that one out yet. I've seen a demo of it. I need to download it, try it out, and uh, play around with it on some streaming platforms for you know lower thirds and stuff like that. Now, there are other things you can use other than Wirecast and ScreenFlow. There's a lot of free stuff out there, but time and time again, I've gone back to ScreenFlow, and I've used it for years which is why I ended up talking to them about sponsoring Podcast Midwest because I like to use products or talk about products that I've used and that I find useful. And you got, I mean, you can go back and look at videos I've done from years ago. I've been using ScreenFlow since version three, and I think it's on version five now, five or six now. And I'll, I'll continue to use it. It's just one of those things that, you know, if you're a Camtasia user, you use that. And I've used that, and it's okay, but I really do prefer ScreenFlow because I know I can quickly work with it, get my stuff out there, and publish it to multiple platforms. You can publish right to YouTube, right to Vimeo. It, it's an amazing piece of software. I really do like it. Um, download the trial. Just try it out. Download the trial. It's a free trial. Just click on the, uh, the banner. Of course, there's going to be a link in the show notes. Or if you go out to the Friends of the Podcast page, you're going to also see it there. Uh, try it out. Download the trial. It's free. I think it's a 30-day free trial. See if you like it. Use it. If you, if you like it and you want to use it, pick it up. It helps the show. It helps me get this message out there to more people. And I want to do some giveaways, and that, you know that takes revenue. So if you happen to pick up a copy, let me know. I'll definitely shout you out and thank you in the podcast for picking it up and supporting the show and, of course, supporting uh, the telecast folks and ScreenFlow. I really do enjoy it, and uh, I'm pretty sure that you guys are going to enjoy it too. That's pretty much it for this episode. You know, I am um, the UMSL, or not telecast, telestream. The uh, UMSL Digital Conference went off with a huge success. Over 1,300 people attended. It's the biggest conference in the Midwest. We already have sponsors like beating down the door for next year's conference. It was at this year's Union Station. There are videos available of uh, a lot of the things out there. Just go out to umsledigitalconference.com and you'll find all of the links and information out there. Boy, was that one heck of a day. It was crazy. Uh, also, guys, check out Snapchat. I've been getting a lot of people following me on Snapchat. So thank you guys that are listening, that are finding Finally starting to follow me on Snapchat. There's um, the views on the stories are going up and the stories that I'm watching are getting more interesting. People are finding new ways to tell stories on Snapchat and I'm really enjoying it. And uh, I, I don't hate the platform as much as I used to. <laughs> All right, definitely guys, follow me on Instagram at Ross PR, on Twitter at Ross PR, and of course on Snapchat at Ross PR. And I will see you in the next episode. In my hand, we'll bless your hand.